0: Welcome to Black Women Widows Empowered Blog Talk Radio, and welcome to this special podcast edition. I am Sabra Robinson. I am very excited to announce this bonus episode as a precursor to my upcoming personal podcast, Wounded But Resilient Sisters, which is a grief support group uh, based here in Charlotte, North Carolina, for all women who are grieving the death of a loved one, whether it's an uncle, aunt, grandmother, Mother, father, child, sibling, we want to encourage you by having face to face meetups. And I am excited to announce that our very first event will be held November 12th here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So go on over to eventbright.com and just Google or just search, rather, um, Wounded But Resilient Sisters. And we're having uh, our theme actually is resilience during the holidays, so I do hope you can attend. Um, I know this was a long intro, but I had to get it in because my special guest is actually my very first guest for this new uh, series that I'm I'm starting, uh, Karen Millsap. She is the president and CEO of Greek Consultant. Yay. Karen, are you on the call? I am. How are you? I am great. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes, excellent. It's, it's perfect. So um, what I'm going to do, if you don't mind, if I could just quickly just uh, read your bio um, for the listening audience. Uh, Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, short, Karen Millsap became a widow at 29 when her husband was tragically murdered while teaching his CrossFit class. Um, after losing most of her support network and experiencing a domino effect of other losses, Karen recognized the overall lack of assistance in our society for grieving people. Uh, This realization ignited Karen's desire to launch the Grief Consultant. Uh, Karen is basically a celebrity. She has been featured on MSNBC's Morning Joe, uh, Good Morning Washington, and various news outlets. So she's also been featured on SHRM Magazine and is a regular contributor to uh, the international online magazine, Richtopia. Aren't you something? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome, Karen. It is so good to hear your voice finally. Yes, I know. Thank this you is for long
1: overdue, isn't
0: it? <laughs> y- yes, absolutely. Yes, it is. Um, thanks for being here. And um, I know we have about uh, uh, 30 minutes. Uh, for the show But you know If it goes over It goes over But um, I just didn't <laughs> want To take a lot of your time So that's why I set it at 30 minutes Because I know You're a busy woman um, <laughs> So again I'm so exci- excited That you accepted This interview And what I'll do I just I just want to get To the nitty gritty And just want to You know uh, Get to ask you Some questions If you don't mind For our listeners Yeah let's do it Okay great Now first thing I want to ask is, and I'm sure you get this question a lot, what is a grief consultant?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of coined this term for myself because a grief counselor is somebody who helps individuals manage grief. And a consultant goes into organizations and helps organizations manage whatever the task may be. And so in this a specific area, it's grief. And I knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to, because of my transition back to the workplace, that's what I felt like I was just being called to do. And so I actually decided that my personal ministry, being called a Grief Consultant, as it started off just helping organizations, it expanded into um, really looking at the journey of grief as an opportunity for growth. And so again, I, I did decide to become a certified grief um, uh, specialist, but I knew I wasn't going to go back to school to be a counselor. And honestly, I didn't really want to pursue counseling because I think that it can sometimes stir up old wounds or emotions. And I, I'm very yes. solutions focused and want to look forward. Um, yes. <laughs> excuse me. So it really just worked perfectly with what I wanted to do with four organizations and also um, four individuals.
0: That is awesome. Now, it's funny you say that because I went um I, I'm a certified uh Christian grief Counselor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and and you are so right because it will stir up old wounds. Um mm-hmm. and what you've what you've just described, that that is so awesome. You know, it's it's basically moving forward. And mm-hmm. Which you know, which is which is what we want to do ultimately. You know, it's um, and, and it's such a, a needed area as well. You know, um, being a grief consultant, mm-hmm. as you said, to me that seems like it's it's such a needed um area and a needed space that we need to be in. Um, we definitely mm-hmm. want to move forward um, from mm-hmm. our grief, you know, to becoming a new a new us, a new person. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really awesome. Yeah. You're so I mean, you, you
1: know like grief wow. can be debilitating and you can just feel paralyzed and I I really think that it it honestly is our social responsibility to one another as, as brothers and sisters in this human race to share our experiences because that's the only way that grief can become less awkward, that we can lose the shame or the judgment that's tied to grief because we ha- when we share our stories, then we're also sharing hope and, you know, inspiration. And and so really the ultimate goal with all of this, um, you know, just as an add-on, my, my company actually rebranded. It's called Agency because we're the agent to bring empathy to your workplace and so I I wanted to create this shift in a little bit of that division so that the corporations know no we play a role in this also you know it is our responsibility to help our people and to be good stewards of our people but it is just as much uh, an important facet of support from the organization as it is our own responsibility to take control of our grief journey.
0: (laughs) Mm. That is awesome. Oh wow. You got me excited. You really do. Um just <laughs> reading about you know I I googled everything. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's it's funny how God just brings um you know, brings people back together because I know um probably a year or so ago we were we, we got connected on on Google and I was mm-hmm. I was uh initially just, you know, starting out and trying to get a feel for everything and and mm-hmm. um I, I don't know if you had just started or um, I wasn't sure. Uh, I think you did just, just kind of start. Yeah, with, I've been um, making,
1: I've been building this for about two years. And it was yeah. about a year ago when I recognized that I needed to um, kind of separate, again, that personal ministry of helping people through right. grief and yes. and the, the business ministry of helping organizations with grief.
0: That is awesome. And organizations need it. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they that's do. an excellent idea. That's an excellent idea because, mm-hmm. you know, even I've experienced, you know, going back to work and it's like they they don't know what to say or, you mm-hmm. know, at one point um, when my I never forget when my husband passed away, my direct manager he never reached out. It was my mm. it, yes, it was my teammate that reached out and she wow. sent me flowers. She sent me. Um, she sent me a card and I'm like, wow, I can't believe my manager did, you know, and that kind of, you know, that hurt that, that really did hurt. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they don't know, or if they just don't know how to be empathetic or Mm -hmm. I I just thought, you know, it's it's just like like this
1: awkwardness. Yeah, it's just awkward. Sometimes we're so paralyzed by fear that we do nothing, and then that's the worst thing that you can do. <laughs> and so we we don't want to do the wrong thing, so we don't do anything. And then other times you're just kind of, we're living in this old adage of leave your personal stuff at the door, and because that has yes. been – you know, nailed into us in society for so long for people to actually just decide, no, I'm going to be human at work. And that's what it means, yes. you know, with agency. We we are designed to help you create a human-centric workplace because you can, we are not robots. You can't turn it off when you get to the door. Yes, <laughs> and so absolutely. so it is really, it's it's the natural behaviors that we use with our friends and our family. It is We need to know now, especially in today's culture and the climate of our country, we need to know that Mm -hmm. it is okay to connect with one another. And we really should be leaning in even more because I actually just saw Brene Brown speak at this conference that I was presenting at Inbound. And she said, it's hard to hate people when you move in closer. And it's true when you hate people and you get closer and and knowing that our human spirits are connected, it really leaves little room for hate. You know, you just, you just operate from this new lens of empathy and compassion but at work we kind of keep that stiff arm and and that's how it gets so awkward so we really need to just break down that old adage and let people be human at work because it it helps everybody thrive not just in the in the bad times but even in the good times so
0: absolutely absolutely I think it's a fabulous thing that you're doing and it's much needed much needed ministry (sighs) and it's different you know it's um I've never Mm -hmm. heard of anything like that uh, at least yeah. uh, at the, uh, you know, the companies that I've worked for because yeah. um, it's, it's heard of it. I mean, I, if they had it, I have definitely not heard it's of it. It's very new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't communicated properly. You hear of everything else, diversity in the workplace. But what about grief uh-huh. in the workplace, you know? That's right. And That's right. Yeah, yeah. I tip my hat off to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to have to hey. talk to my manager about, you know, how we can bring yeah. you in. <laughs> Absolutely. That we just got to start awesome. the conversation.
1: That's where it starts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Start the conversation. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a, um, you're a busy woman and, you know, mm-hmm. I know that um, Do you have any, any other hustles going on? Um, Cause I know you're just all over the place. I know you've, you've been on TEDx. Oh my gosh. And I've shared that. How was that experience? Oh man, it was, it was an out of body experience. And I'll
1: tell you why. Uh, The beginning of the year, you know, I I told you, I've been at this for about two years now. And really, uh, what I had to do, as we just discussed, this is a new concept talking about grief at work, right? And Mm -hmm, so I mm -hmm. knew that I had to just start the conversation through one of the ways that you found me was, you know, doing YouTube videos and writing blogs and and connecting and so on and so forth. Well, you can get tiresome of doing something and not really seeing a lot of results. But what was so good yes. was I, you know there were a lot of people who did reach out, and, and I, I connected with folks all over the world who just found what I was offering very helpful, but I still got to pay the bills, and I have a little one I got to take care of. So I'm like, what yeah. am I supposed to do? So in January, <laughs> I just said, God, I need to know if I'm on the right path. You know, fortunately, I'm in a place where even though it's tight, you know, my son and I are, are, are okay, but I just need to know, you know, I just need to kind of just let me know that I'm on the right path. So, and I'm people, and especially my girlfriends who are closest to me, they make fun of me because they're like, you talk to God so crazy. So I'm like, I need to know by March. <laughs> like you have eight years to show
0: me if <laughs> exactly. this is real enough. Exactly.
1: So, uh. <laughs> lo and behold, actually on um, my husband's birthday weekend, which was so crazy, I uh, found out that I had been nominated and accepted to do a, a TED Talk. Um, oh, my and God. A couple other God. Things came.
0: God. Mm. Yes,
1: yes. And a couple of other things came through that weekend, too. One, including the, the inbound presentation that I spoke at. It's put on by HubSpot. And it was a huge opportunity. But, you know, for me, I knew that the TED was a blessing not for me to be on the stage but for me to be able to give a message that can really transform Mm -hmm. lives and inspire lives and so
0: immediately
1: um, you know as I decided okay well I was thinking through what should this message be I went right to God and I said Lord this isn't me it's you what Mm -hmm. do you want me to say I've always dedicated anything I do and I tell people God is my business partner and I mean that wholeheartedly so I knew this opportunity was not about who I was. But it was who or it was about God using me as a vessel to spread a very important message that I think is, in, is vital at this point in, in our world. and so yes. um, people ask me all the time, you know, is it easy to prepare? and And I, I am not saying this in a, a prideful or a boasting way. It was easy for me to prepare because I went to God, yes. and He gave me the words that I needed, yes. and because they, they came so naturally, it was very easy for me to practice. You know, it, it was easy for me to even stand on that stage. It was such an out-of-body experience. Like, I can't even describe it to you because I literally had been in prayer for three months, you know, as oh. I was practicing. My, my son knew some of my lines because, you know, I was just – I was so <laughs> dedicated and, and, and really oh. wanted to, to be used in a way that I knew would impact other people's lives. And so um, finally when I saw the video, I was like, man – I just see you all up in that, God. Yes, <laughs> I see, like, you. Like,
0: I watched you know, it. And know, Nasia. <laughs> how could she do that with no script? Oh my God! <laughs> was oh like, God. It was like it was natural. I thank you thank you. but you know I've never
1: had to I got one piece of advice and it was you need to memorize this like the happy birthday song and that terrified me (laughs) because any time that I talk you know whether I'm doing a training or you know I'm going in and maybe doing just a short inspirational I never have it fully memorized I just kind of know where I want to go with it you know Um, and so this was the first time where I really had to lean all the way into him Mm. and and yeah the, the best way I can describe it, it was an out-of-body experience, but I know that that was because it wasn't, it's, it's not about me, you know, it's about God using me to just um, spread a message that he needs to get to the world.
0: Amen. That was, and it, and it was, mm-hmm. it was nothing but, you know, God provided the provision, you know, he'll give us mm-hmm. provision mm-hmm. and he'll provide the provision. That's so funny because I, I posted that today. And it's oh, like, great. wow, yes, and, and that's exactly where, where this is leading. You know, you had a vision, and God provided for you. And, you know, just me looking at that, that YouTube, that TED Talk, I was, I was very impressed. I'm always so okay. impressed when people can just stand up there and talk and have nothing in front of them. And I'm mm, like oh, Thank God, you. I remember all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wow. Yeah. She is a Serena Jakes, definitely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? When we go to God in anything, he'll provide. He'll give you the way. He'll give you the means. He'll give you everything that you need to do that. And and it really is, I mean, my entire journey after losing my husband has been nothing but surrender. I mean, I literally had a conversation with God and I said, listen, if this is what was supposed to happen, if you allowed this to happen, Then from this point on, I am going to just completely surrender because it taught me that we don't know what's going to happen and we can't change what has happened. But we can completely surrender, and that's where you really are able to rest in peace. It's—I mean—it is messy. It's hard. You know, nothing about this is easy. I still have moments where I'm in my closet crying and and dealing yeah. with different hardships. And I, it, it is not something that I do believe that. And I say this all the time: we never stop grieving, but grief changes shape yeah. in our life. And and mm-hmm. it is our responsibility, as I mentioned before, you know, to learn how to manage it. But. But I do think that when we really and truly surrender to God, he opens up our eyes to what this experience um, Mm. means, not only in our lives, but how we're supposed to use that, um, how we're supposed to use that to bless others or how we're supposed to use that to just grow into a a better, you know, I I, I hate to say better version of ourselves, but we really can become a better version of ourselves because I think you would agree, right, that grief changes your perspective on life. You know, it you does. you yes, va- you value things much more deeply and, and it's almost like you just you know, you have this deeper connection to to life and and um you operate from this lens of compassion and empathy. I mean, you know, hopefully. Yes. And if not, yes. then there's hope you know, people and, and resources out there that can help you to navigate the yuckiness and get to that point, um, so that we can use it for a much bigger purpose than ourselves.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That is that is uh, such a great statement. You know, uh, you make such good and valid points. And um, I'm just so thankful to have you as part of this podcast. I really am. I'm still like, oh, wow. I'm, oh, she, she accepted my offer. Yay. But No, um, this
1: is great.
0: This is great. <laughs> Um, You know, I know we've talked a lot about you and, uh, you know, your company. Um, What about your son? How's he coping? Man, you know, so Caleb
1: was two when Richard died. And the journey over the last four years has just been um, eye-opening because one of the things that I was, you know, concerned about is how am I going to help him manage his grief Because as they develop, they become more aware, they become Mm -hmm. more, um, you know, they're exposed to more in the world and they have to learn how to process emotions and all this other good stuff. And so it's a journey against, I can only say that I just completely surrendered to God. I'll tell you that the um, night that Richard died, the next morning, I was, obviously I was sick throughout this entire time, but the next morning I was so afraid because I didn't know what to say to Caleb. He was with his dad every single day. He went to the gym with him. Oh. We didn't have him in daycare. I mean, Richard ran this, oh, this wow. CrossFit or would work out, but he had Caleb with him the whole time. So how was I going to tell a two-year-old, you know, that daddy's not coming home today or he's not here? And, and thankfully, we had just introduced God to him probably about six months before. And
0: um, oh so goodness. when
1: Caleb came in and he said, where's daddy? You know, I said, well, he lives in heaven now. And he said, okay. And he turned and he walked away. And I was like, Whew, OK, got through
0: that. Oh, one. my literally goodness.
1: every moment, every rough spot or every question right before I opened my mouth, I would just say, God, give me the words because I didn't want mm. to stand in the way of what God needs to do in his life. Right. And right. I've seen that um, his character is just. He operates from this place of kindness and empathy. I always get notes from his teacher that he's, you know, so Uh kind and helpful to his friends, um, you know, Uh to everybody. And so there are definitely rough moments. Recently he um, had a a rough patch at school where he was crying and the teacher asked him what was wrong. He said he missed his dad. It was the first time that he was able to verbalize he said, I just wish he could play basketball with me. I just wish he could give me a hug. Oh my and now he's six, right? So and that's what yeah. I mean. is like the, the development from two and when he's missing him, or four and when he's missing him, and now where he's aware and he sees the difference and he feels the void and all that other stuff, it's very it's very difficult. Um I will say that I think that as parents we carry the the weight of our children's grief. And so not only yeah. are we managing yeah. You know, us feeling that void, but not being able. You know how if you can't, if your kid has a cold, you feel bad for them. You're like, I want to take a cold. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, so it's the same. It's the same thing, but just amplified when it comes to them having to experience this weight of life um, that is even hard to deal with as an adult. You know, how do you help them get through that? And, And again the best way that I could do it was just ask God, what do you want me to say? And I will say Mm. that um, I'm very fortunate. I I have a prayer wall and all these uh, nine pages of prayers that I have written down. And and one of them that I have for Caleb is um, Lord surround him with God fearing people who will be an extension of his father and myself so that he never feels Mm. a void, but he only feels comfort, comfort, love, and peace. And uh, the people who've been around him, from his coaches, his teachers, um, even my friends, you know, everybody just loves on him. We talk about his dad all the time. His dad is very, very present in his life. And through Caleb's relationship with our Heavenly Father, he has that hope and that security that his dad is always with him as well.
0: Mm, That is awesome. And you know yes. one of the one of the next questions I was going to ask you, but it's so obvious. I was going to ask you, what do you thrive on? But I already know. You thrive on God. Yes. <laughs> you thrive yes, on God's love. So I already have that. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's the yes. definite. You and, and you you inspire me. You really do. You're. Um, you know, um, you, you you seem like you know you're a, you're a praying woman, um, you're an intercessor, and you know I could feel it, and I I, I thank you for that. I thank you for um, reminding me, um, you know, about the closet and about you mm-hmm. know um, scriptures on the wall. You know, my mm-hmm. my favorite movie is uh, War Room, and when you were saying uh-huh. that, as you were saying that, I was thinking about War Room. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. say, well, how come? I did. I, I used to hang prayers on a hanger because of the way my mm-hmm. closet was, and I just mm-hmm. hung it on a hanger. But then I took it away, and I, you know, I just need to, I need to do that again. I need to revamp mm-hmm. that, um, what I was doing, and I, I'm going to. And I really um, appreciate, I appreciate talking to you, and and you just um, reiterate. Reiterating to me, you know how important mm-hmm. prayer is, and I know prayer is important, but I think that, yeah. that closet yeah. really, really helps. That closet, you know. You, well, that's where I something got something about idea. that. I, I, oh, really?
1: Yes, exactly. It's a go-to space. I mean, I tell people I probably look like a crazy person because I'm always talking to God. Like, I'll be in the car. Oh like, no. Driving, you know, walking around like I talk to God all the time. Well, we literally have to. all the we time. Have to. Yes. Yeah. That's how you get I mean, it's like it's how you get closer to your friends, right? Through communication. <laughs> it's how you get closer to communication. Exactly. communication. Yes, yes. So But it's prayer been, about that prayer. It's, there, yes, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Mhm. That is awesome. So, you know, um you know the holidays are going to be here in no time, and I just want to ask you know my final question, what suggested coping mechanism would you offer you know those sisters wounded from loss and maybe having anxiety during the holidays what would you, what advice would you would you give them? You know there are
1: so many things that come to mind. Um, the holidays were extremely tough and they still are, but I would say that it, it was harder for me to get through um, earlier on in my journey because okay. I'm like, I'm a holiday geek. <laughs> I mean, I'm like <laughs> pumpkin, everything, get poinsettias Aww. in the house, you know, set up. We used to have Thanksgiving at our house, all of this. I mean, I just I love, love, love the holidays. And what's funny is, you know, my husband, Richard, he loved the holidays too, but he, he caught the spirit when we got together, so it was fun it was so much fun. so there were a couple of things though, um, after he passed, he passed away in August, and so the first round of holidays were extremely hard i mean I just you know I went to my parents house and I just lay down, and I was you know scared yeah. i i, I didn 't realize how depressed I was, and I was a functioning depressed person is what I used to tell people because once I realized and so the first thing I would say is um, don't overextend yourself, right? Don't overexert yourself. Okay. Um, okay. If you need to just rest, if you just need to be alone, then do that. It is okay. And I think a lot of times we feel like, and sometimes it's internal pressure, but sometimes it is the people around us. You know, they, they care for us so much that they try to fill in those gaps and it can be exhausting. Yeah. And so I would, yeah, I would just say release any of that guilt of needing to show up and go to all these holiday parties or whatever. If you need to be by yourself, then be by yourself. But the other thing that I would say is it is okay to start new traditions and it's going to be hard Ah. and it's really going to hurt the first time. But one thing is uh, that I did was I love cooking. I always say if I could go back, I'd go <laughs> to culinary school, but I love, love cooking. And so I enjoyed, we would have Thanksgiving dinner at our house, and I would cook. You know, both of our families would come over. It was so much fun. Um, so, of course, I'm going from this huge blended family to Caleb and I. And so that was really depressing for me, and I decided, well, you know what? We're going to go spend um, our our holiday, the Thanksgiving, with our family up north. It's a new tradition now. Every Thanksgiving, mm. we will go and we'll see cousins up there, and then I don't have to cook. We're eating at somebody else's house, there which is go. great. Exactly. But it was, exactly. a, it was a new tradition that just, it was an opportunity for, you know, Caleb to see his family, for me to see my family. It was just, it was great. Um so th- those are the two things that I would say I mean I would love to give a whole list but um and I you know what I just lost all these YouTube videos oh they got deleted with this account I was so oh. bummed but I did I did have a video it was grieving through the holidays and there was one more that was a piece of advice and it's you have to be grateful for what you have and kind of lean into that and one way that you can stir up holiday cheer is by tapping into the young folks, to the children, right? They love going to see Santa or they love building gingerbread houses. And even if it's only for a couple of hours, right? If you just live through their perspective and operate from their lens and let them lead the way, you know, do some sort of holiday cheer that they want to do then it really does help you to feel that joy without feeling the burden or the pressure of having to do so much. You're just, you're going along for the ride, you know, do some crafts, do some carols, make some cookies, you know, let the kids lead the way because they really do, um, they still have this innocence that we lose as we get older because we're so tainted by the world and I think that's a good way for you to tap into being grateful is by spending time with children and if it's not your own you know friends who have kids and make it lighthearted. again less pressure is the best thing to do but yeah take care of yourself absolutely you know it's okay to take on new traditions and spend some time with kids especially around the holidays and let them just lead the way
0: Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. This is wonderful advice. Of course, I'm, I'm writing this down as we speak. <laughs> okay, good, excellent. good, good, good. Definitely excellent. get that out here, you. listeners, because I need to make a new video. <laughs> I will. I will, definitely. Well, Karen, it's the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for agreeing to be my first guest for the series, and I do hope it won't be the last. Um, no, stay my well, pleasure. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. I want Absolutely. you to stay well, stay connected, stay safe, lady. Um, and to the listeners out there, please remember, grief never ends, but it changes. It's a passage, not a place to stay. Uh, grief is not a sign of weakness nor lack of faith. It is the price of love, and I give God all the glory. Until next time, peace and understanding. Thank you so much, Karen. You take care. Thank you. I'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.